Hey, you lovely people. We know you love this show and want to support it. Well, now you can. If you go to patreon.com slash siblingsandfandoms, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. What cool benefits, you ask? You get special access to a Discord server where you get to interact personally with me and Nora. You get unedited and early episodes and sometimes, very rarely, even some bonus content. The first five patrons will get a personalized thank you card from me and Nora, so there's no time to waste. If any of those benefits sound cool to you, then go to patreon.com slash siblingsandfandoms and pledge today. If they don't sound cool or you can't afford it, don't worry. We appreciate you listening so much more than you can imagine, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome back to Siblings and Phantoms. I'm Nora. And this is Maddie. And today we are talking about Good Omens. So, Good Omens is a novel written in 1989 by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. It is also a Amazon Prime miniseries that is six episodes long. Each episode is about an hour long, starring David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Um, show ran by Neil Gaiman, directed by Douglas McIntosh, released in 2016, I'm pretty sure. It's great. It's basically about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Via angels. Yeah, and demons. And a, a, a fallen angel demon. Person. Fallen angel demon who listens to Queen and has cool sunglasses and who i cosplayed for halloween two years in a row and i think i did a great job of it both times you did i mean it was the same costume so if you did a bad job of it once then you <laughs> i did a bad job the it. second time yeah. i actually think the second time was better the hair well, was a little bit more yeah a yeah. little bit more on point um i am a little bit uh voice sick and also very stuffy nose, so if you hear a lot, I'm very sorry. I'm actively fighting to speak. Okay. Have you taken allergy medicine? I have. Oh. <laughs> Why? The main characters... You need to talk into your microphone. That's fine. They can hear the chewing. Okay. My mic isn't picking it up, so I can just delete you while you're chewing if you're not talking. Won't that unsync it? No. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so, um, the world is a dangerous place, but basically, the two main characters are this demon Crowley and this angel Aziraphale, and do you want to describe them? Crowley, super cool guy, has glasses, listens to rock music, Queen, even when Queen wasn't supposed to exist. Yeah, in the... In the book, there's a passage that says that any CD left in his car for more than, like, a week will turn into a Queen CD. That's funny. Yeah, uh, so he has these cool sunglasses, too. Um, in his car. And he wears the sunglasses so that people won't see his snaky-ass yeah. demon eyes. He also has bright red hair in the show. What does he have in the book? Brown hair. Boring. Boring, yeah. He's played by David Tennant in the yes, miniseries. he is. And Aziraphale... Oh, he also has plants. Oh, yeah, he yells at his plants a lot. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, someone on TikTok once said, You are allowed to have house plants, but only if while taking care of them you act like Crowley from Good Omens. <laughs> Otherwise, no house plants. No house plants for you. You have to scream at them. Yeah. And terrify them into growing. So he's like a... He used to be an angel... This is still Crowley. This is all biblical things, too. This is, like, all demons. But then he was... But he's a fallen angel, so now he's a demon. And if they fall as Lucifer fell... That's what that line is in reference to. Oh. 
Yeah. Um, there was a big, big fight in heaven. Mm-hmm. Lucifer was a big troublemaker, a class bully. He was sent to go sit in the corner for a long, long, long time. And a bunch of other people followed him to the corner to the point where, like, the floor broke and they just sort of fell. Yeah, real weird All the way down. That's exactly how it happened in the Bible. Don't fact check me. And heaven, like, they really needed to get it renovated, but they only actually did it once the hole in the floor opened up. Yeah, like, it was was just, like, that was the last straw, you know? They They finally bought the contractor. After there was also a hole in the roof so that the roof was gone. <laughs> um, fail. Okay, so Aziraphale, Angel, loves angels. He's a goody two shoes. Nobody Lawful really good. likes him. Lawful good, stuck up, owns a bookshop. That's nice. Yeah, he does. I could not cosplay him. <laughs> yeah, no. I couldn't. I forget the guy who he's played by. Michael Sorry. Sheen. He's yep. Welsh. That one. He's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and Crowley is also they're they're best friends, but they're not supposed they're to in be. Love. I'm not wrong. Well, they they've just been roommates for centuries. Yeah, they were roommates, just roommates. Don't worry about how it was a one be- a one. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about how it was a one bedroom apartment. Don't worry about how they shared the bed. Don't worry about all the fights they had and how they bicker like an old married couple. Don't worry about it. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, they're just roommates. They weren't actually roommates, but like, yeah. Every whenever. Okay, so whenever Michael Sheen, David Tennant, or Neil Gaiman are asked, like, hey, are they gay? Uh, They're always like, well, it's up to your interpretation. But yes. You know, you can decide that, but you can't really decide that. They are gay. Well, it's like, the answers they give are, I've always seen it as a romantic relationship. Like, stuff like that. We can't say that it's gay, but we want to say that it's gay. Right. (laughs) Um... And the next question is, oh, so in the show, the way that they visualize heaven and hell is really funny. Mm -hmm. And I promise we will get to the actual plot in a minute. Uh, But the way that they visualize heaven is this like open concept, just blank office building, gleaming white everything, this digital model of Earth. And it's just like, oh my god, you pretentious fuckers. (laughs) And that's definitely the vibe. Uh, the angel Gabriel is played by John Hamm in the mm-hmm. series. And then Hell is this, like, I don't know how to describe it. Dirty, dingy basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, moist and wet and just ugh, you all dark. You don't really want to go down there until it's no. renovated. So, we start off uh, in, like, go just going off the m- show, because that's what both of us have done. Well, you've also read the book. I've read the book, but you, you have not, so we're just going to talk about the show. Okay. And honestly, like, this is one of the few adaptations where I would actually recommend that you read the adaptation first. Nope. Watch that you the watch adaptation the adaptation first. Because you don't actually miss very much. Like, there's very little that was cut, and what was cut makes no difference to the vibe, plot, or anything like that. You know, anything like, important um and if you read the book first and then watch it you'll just be looking for like oh they left that out okay and i just think it'll lessen the experience of the show mm-hmm. anyway we start off in like 2010 2006 ish 11 years before the main story yes there's this baby being born and another baby being born and they're both being delivered by nuns 
Mm-hmm. And one of them is early, like a week early or something. And then the one child is born. There's like a card trick analogy that Francis McNorman talks about. Mm-hmm. Basically, one of the babies is switched with the other baby, and one of the babies is switched with Demon. Yes. Hellspawn, son of Satan, the Antichrist. And the Antichrist was meant to go to this American diplomat who was played by Nick Offerman. Um, but he actually went to this, like, suburban British couple. And that's just, like, the these incompetent nuns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Crowley delivered the Antichrist. But he didn't deliver the Antichrist, right? He delivered it to the nuns. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that was his job. He didn't mess And he's up. like, wait, 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 wait. End of the world? Now? Now? And they're like, no, 11 years. Okay, that soon? <laughs> See, he actually likes Earth. Yeah, because, you know, without that, there would be no queen. Right, no queen, no humans. He finds humans fascinating. Yeah. One of the things that he did was he, like, changed the shape of this road, and I forget which road it is if there are any people who are british listening um it's the road that like goes around london and he changed it and he tried to do it by like bribing people and all that and eventually he just had to like move some gulp move some posts across a field (laughs) in the dead of night (laughs) will they still build it here will they notice no and he he changed it so that it like everyone going around it just made this energy chant off into the universe like demon hellspawn Satan or hail Satan, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> the tone of this book is very much Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy esque. Yeah, but oh, and with the the guy who they thought was the Antichrist. Uh huh. Um. He's this like emo child. Yeah, Aziraphale decided to become the gardener of that family to try and, like, you know... Uh-huh. Uh, what's it called? Influence the Purify child him. to good, yeah. And we get David Tennant in drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As the nanny for the child, which isn't really David fair. Tennant in drag. <laughs> you know, gardener versus nanny, yes. Equal amount of time. Equal amount of influence on the child. Yeah. You could maybe argue equal amount of influence on, like, the parents... But no. No, the nanny she... has more influence. Oh, I... Nanny. <laughs> I thought the gardener would. Which one is the one telling bedtime stories? Gardener? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We... <sighs> okay, so then 11 years pass. There's supposed to be this hellhound that shows up, but then it doesn't. And they're like, shh. Sh- we... Just... They're like, we fucked up. And then they basically take the, like, how are they gonna know approach. (laughs) To, like, we've been spying on the wrong kid? How would our bosses find out? It's not like it's literal heaven and hell or anything. They're gonna know. How would they know? (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna know. And... And so then they try and find the right kid. They they try. They really try. I don't know. But the right kid. So the hellhound comes up all scary and stuff. And then it transforms into little, little suburban doggo. Little, little doggy. This dog. It's this, like, just cute, tiny doggo. 
and it's so cute. And it's this hellhound. And so this child, uh, whose name is Adam, ironically enough, which makes sense in a way. Like, the one who began it is the one who ends it. Also, this is the first episode of Siblings and Fandoms recorded this year in fan season, which is the half of the year where my fan is on 100% of the time. Woo. So I hope that doesn't make any background noise. <laughs> um, next thing that happens. Oh, this child, whose name is Adam, has this, like, band of free kids. This friend group, whatever those are. And they're called... Something. They have a very cool name that I need to remember. Hold on. What is Adam's friend group called in Good Omens? Maddie, talk while I figure this out. I don't know. Oh, they are called The Them. The Them. The Them. And it is uh, three boys, including the, the What's-His-Face, and this one girl, Pepper. Mm-hmm. Including the Antichrist. Motorcycle. And um, they, like, play this game hunting witches. Oh, and there's yeah. this witch girl. There is this witch named Anathema Device, who is descended from this other witch called Agnes Nata who wrote a book of completely accurate predictions for the next, like, 2,000 years. Which led to the family being super-duper rich. And invest in Apple. Investing in Apple early on, just like Forrest Gump. He did that? He did. <laughs> and he thought it was a fruit company. Um, oh, I have had no desire to rewatch that movie, but moments from it have stuck with me. Um, like, the, I have an image of him, like, pulling out the certificate that has, like, a holographic apple on it. It's just like, you are X amount of rich. You will never have to pay for anything ever. <laughs> well, you have to pay for stuff still. You will never have to work again ever. <laughs> All that I have to do is run. Okay, what else do we do? We should finish going over the plot, probably. Oh, yeah. And then there are also these witch finders. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's Sergeant Shatner? Maybe. Something like that. Who's this, like, old man uh, who's just, like, super grumpy. Mm-hmm. And he's the last witch finder, and he's being paid by both Crowley and Aziraphale. To find? Without either of them knowing. <laughs> and it's it's kind of, like, really funny. Oh, and there's this guy who, whenever he touches a computer, like, the whole... It just, it just breaks. The whole town can shut down yeah if he like tries to click with his mouse so of course he studied software engineering yeah of course what else what else would you do so first day of a new job gets fired obviously uh, obviously yeah um so he becomes a witch finder because he has nothing else to do and he needs life. money for some reason the answer is capitalism and uh there are also the four horsemen of the apocalypse oh yeah Except pestilence has been replaced with pollution. Okay, so it is Death, who is played very scarily, very menacing, and I love him so much. There's like a big final confrontation at the end where the them fights the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and when it comes to be Death's turn, he's just like, I'll be back, it's fine. You can't defeat me. The universe can't exist without me. I am better than all of you. Get out of my way. They're like, okay. But all your friends are dead. You beat me. It's it's fine. 
I, I don't even care. I don't even go here. I'll take your souls later. Yeah, it's it's fine. It'll only be like 80 years. Armageddon will happen eventually. Yeah. Uh, then pollution. Pollution. Who's this like in the show? This like androgynous, all white. Bleached hair. Bleached hair. Um, then there's fancy food guy. Famine. Famine. So he decides to start running a restaurant that's like sells nothing of actual nutritional value. It and he's like it's making fun of like fancy restaurants. It's making fun of like gourmet. Gourmet. In the same way that that bar in Parks and Rec was (laughs) making fun of like whatever it's parodying. Um, and he's this like elegant man, Mm -hmm. tight suits. Yeah. Fancy watches, private assistant. And he, like, his restaurant, he legally has to say that it is, that like... That it isn't food. That he's selling non-food. Yeah. So he has, like, this little automated speaker kind of thing. That says all these disclaimers, and it's just, like, <laughs> what like, Okay, you're sitting down to eat? Well, I will make this thing play, like, 12 times speed, just really fast so that you can barely hear any of it. But you can hear enough to know that you shouldn't be eating this. And you will order it anyway because you're Americans and you're fat and dumb. Yep. Yep. No offense to any Americans. But the thing is, he, um, he, like, it's, it's like making fun of fancy food places, but it's also, like, modeled as a burger place, kind of. Yeah. Like a little diner. It's making fun of fancy food places while aesthetically being, like, a Midwestern diner. And then the last one is War, who is this, like, red-haired woman... Like swords. Like swords. Aziraphale's sword. Mm-hmm. At the beginning. In the third episode, we take a trip back through history to examine Aziraphale and Crowley's friendship, and it's so good. That one's my favorite. It's so good. I might go watch it right after this. It's a 30-minute cold open. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yes. It's yes. It's like, oh, there's the yes. song. I forgot that that happened. More David Tennant and Michael Sheen, please. They have the best chemistry. I want them to kiss. <laughs> Imagine at the table where they're both like... So in the last episode, is there yeah, like when, a romantic climax or... kind of is. That's not really. It's more of a platonic friendship climax. But like in the first episode, we start... Actually, we start at the Garden of Eden, don't we? No, that's in the third episode. At the Garden of Eden, there's a thing where Crowley puts his wing over Aziraphale's head when it starts raining. It's like an umbrella. And then in the last episode, they go to dinner at the Louvre, I think, in Paris. Yep. And there, it zooms out, and there is a there's a line about how a mockingale sang in Nightingale Square or whatever. Uh, and there's also a piano that's like the shape of a wing, that's white and is the like grand piano part you know the part that sticks up is coming out from a zero fell side and it's over crowley's head and it's so cute oh um and they like toast champagne or whatever yeah so it's the end of the world there was an apocalypse and uh these angel demon babies have a fight and then a zero fell gets vaporized and really i just it's, i just I, I love it you should go watch it it's on amazon prime six episodes six hours total you can do that four times in a day oh wait but Aziraphale doesn't, like, die when he gets vaporized. No. Yeah, you made it seem that way. <laughs> you were like, oh, Aziraphale? yeah, and Azir- Aziraphale gets vaporized. It's great. <laughs> no, it's a complete accident because what's-his-face, the, the witch hunter guy is like, you're a demon. 
And he's like, no. And then he steps into the circle he made to summon God and he gets vaporized. And there's a very angry desk sergeant who's like, you lost your body? And also this flaming sword? You lost both of them? It's like, well, both flamers were one for the good. Never mind. Yeah, and there's this guy. Yeah, well, that's basically it. The whole show. We didn't summarize it that well, so you can no, probably we still watch it. we should definitely go watch it. Um, that was a mess. Uh, other things. The Four Horsemen are like a motorbike gang. Yeah, they meet up at like the same bar every year or something funny like that. Yeah, uh, Anathema and the IT guy fuck. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Um, anathema is like a real word that has like a meaning. Anathema. Something or someone that one vehemently dislikes. A formal curse by a pope or a council of the church excommunicating a person or denouncing a doctrine. Jesus Christ. That's brutal. Why would you name your child that? Literary, a strong curse. The sergeant clutched the strong commun- the ruined communicator, muttering anathemas. Racial hatred was an anathema to her. What the hell? Uh, Beelzebub shows up, the Lord of the Flies. And that one's fun. Um, yeah, it's a neat time. Oh, Adam goes, like, real crazy and, like, all these conspiracy theories come true because he basically has reality-bending powers. Oh, yeah, he makes, like, a radioactive plant, like, power plant. Just... Disappear and he puts a little candy, like a cough drop that he took before bed. I think it's a lemon drop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay. And he also makes these, like, Tibetan tunnels under the earth for people <laughs> just, to spy. Yeah, they just happen. Uh, Atlantis becomes real. Yeah, like a Kraken also becomes real. Yeah, that too. Uh, basically, the world goes to shit for a bit, and Armageddon almost happens. Satan appears, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. He's like, oh, hey, Dad. Wait, you're not my dad. You're not my dad. And that becomes true because he has these fancy reality-bending mind warp powers. Yep. And then he's grounded, but he's not because no one cares. About him that much. Aziraphale's bookshop burns down, Crowley's car burns, and he still drives it because he's a badass like that. Uh, but then they're all fine in the morning because everyone was restored back to the way there was. Oh, the bathtub and the flame. What? The At the end of it. In the last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you explain it? Okay. So, um, basically, Crowley and Aziraphale get in trouble because they stopped the world from ending. Which both heaven and hell wanted. Yeah. It's part of God's plan. Oh, yeah. And God is also portrayed as a woman. Yeah. Francis McDormand. When, um... um God's, God's ineffable... Ineffable... God's great plan. And then Crowley's like, wait, 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 wait. Is that also the ineffable plan? <laughs> and how could you know the ineffable plan? It's ineffable. Which is a good point. Yeah, but so then they both go to trial and so Big spoilers for the like end last episode. So they switch. Yeah. Because they were supposed to get like executed because demons can't survive taking a bath in holy water. Right. And uh, well just and touching holy water. Yeah. Kills them. And um angels can't survive going into hell's fire. Which so, makes sense. So they, they switched. And so you get Crowley at the end just, like, splashing around in a bath full of holy water. full of holy water, and he makes the angel Michael get him a rubber duck and also a bath towel. Um, And it's so funny. And uh, 
Aziraphale, like, blows fire, breathes fire into Gabriel's face. Uh, so then basically everyone knows not to mess with them. Yeah. And this whole show is just very British and just very irreverent and it's amazing and I'm sure some Christian moms got angry about it. Oh yeah, when we were trying to figure oh. when, when my parents were trying to figure out if we could watch it, uh so they went on this like site, I forget what it's common called. Common Sense Media. Yeah, Common okay. Sense Media to see if it was like inappropriate or something and they <laughs> and uh, so many of the reviews were like well there's nothing in the show that was that bad but warning god is portrayed as a woman so and that's like okay i know not to trust your opinion got it um oh and also there was a some people started a petition to netflix to cancel good omens and netflix made a tweet that said, hey, Amazon Prime Video, we'll cancel Good Omens if you'll cancel Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Good Omens is not... On Netflix. A Netflix show. Nope. Not even close. Never has, never Zero out be. of ten. <laughs> not even an E for effort. <laughs> hey, stop showing the show that you don't even show. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Oh, announcement. Yes. Fancy announcement! Fancy announcement! Fancy announcement! Fancy announcement! Do you know what it is? I know what it is. Do you want to say it? Fill out the goddamn survey. <laughs> <laughs> our next episode will be our two-year anniversary episode. It will be out in two weeks. You have two weeks to fill out our listener survey form and get your response read live on the podcast. You can also... Send us any questions you have. Uh, you can tweet them at us. Our Twitter is... At SiblingsPod. Uh, you can... <laughs> uh, DM them to us on Instagram, I guess. Our Instagram is... Siblings and Vandoms? Yeah. Uh, there will also be like a question sticker on our Instagram story the day before we record, whenever that is. Um, no. Other things that happen. Um, send us an email. Our, it's fun. Our email is, you know this. Siblingsandfandoms at gmail.com Siblingsandfandoms at gmail.com You need to tell them about the art. Art? You mean the art that's on our podcast and the art that's on our Twitter header, too? Mm-hmm. That, that art? Tell them about it. Okay, uh, well, our art, it's by Imploding Crocodile, hashtag 9981, on Discord, you could DM her for commissions, if you wanted to, I'm pretty sure I should check with her on that. Um, you can also, oh. And also, if you ever go to Lidl, get, like, these chocolate sticks. Oh, yeah, get the sticks. jams, and also the you chocolate sticks. Wait, y'all went filled. to Lidl? Yeah. Did you get jam? Thank you very much for listening! <laughs> Uh, do all those things. Please. Please? Uh, also, donate to our Patreon to talk to us more freely. We need to get you added to that server on your actual Discord. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, which will be a very special episode. My voice is really hurting, so we're gonna talk somewhere in this range, because it hurts me less. Thank you very much for listening, and goodbye. Bye.